The Red Room Theater, episode 19, Big. Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We are your hosts, Ernesto Alanis. And Antonio Moreno. And every week we look at one of the movies that helped raise us up. Talk about how that movie raised us right and raised us wrong. Today we talk about the movie Big and how it taught us to keep the wonder and never grow up. Open volley, here we go. In my mind, this movie's a kid's movie. Because we were kids and it was our favorite movie. We watched it all the time. I mean, all the time as a kid I watched this. I mean, this. how... Dude, I wanted a trampoline. When I grew up, I wanted a trampoline <laughs> in my house. Like a, a big-ass trampoline right in the living room. Um, I mean, Bunk I, beds, I skateboards. thought I was going to show this movie to my children when they were young. Nope. And so watch it again. It's not a freaking kid's movie. Nope, it's not. Like, the thing is, there's like... There's like the kid part and adult part, and we, we always got the kid part of things. We understood the childhood. We understood the best friends. We understood bicycling and baseball and all that cool, but we didn't understand at all the adult world stuff. Like, we liked, his, we liked, the dumb, we liked him as a kid in the adult world. We didn't understand the jokes happening all around him. Like, there's a scene in New York, dude, where <laughs> there's like a homeless guy walking by. Do you know what he's saying? Yeah, something about kill the bee. Kill that bee. You kill, yeah. you kill that bee. <laughs> oh and they're like, look at each other like, dang. Dude, it's crazy. Um, like, I'm watching with my wife, and she's not really seen this movie. And there's a She's never really seen it? No. What? And there's a scene where, like, him and her are dating, and so they, they, they go back to her place. She takes off her shirt. And, and he's like, boobs. Dude, he's blown away by the yeah. fact. She tried to turn the light off, and he's like, nope, boobs, turn them back Make- on. She's like, you want them on? He's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying and to see she, these boobs now. Dude, it's like, <laughs> it's a good minute long. It's a long camera shot. But yeah, when the, when the, um, when the camera, or when the scene was over, you know it was only a minute anyway. 13 year old mug with that Elizabeth Perkins, dude. Come on. But Angela looks at me, she's like, you watched the eight year old? I'm like, babe. I, I guess I did. <laughs> Dude, it's a it's a an adult like there's a lot of adult humor yeah, too. There is. He doesn't like like the, he doesn't even know how to handle being around the adults like when they talk about anything. Dude, there's a scene where she was in the night and he's like, Okay, I get on top. As a kid, I'm like, Yeah, you're on top, you get a top bunk. Like in my head. You gotta have a top bunk. She's a woman. She's it's only it's only right that you get the top bunk. <laughs> That's, that's being a good boyfriend. You don't want Dude, her to have to jump up there. I had no idea it was a double entendre. No idea mm-hmm. at all. This is not. It, and it's rated PG. I can't believe that. No. There's language. There's there's boobies. There's uh, um, Not real boobs, just him grabbing. <clears throat> but there's still a woman without a shirt on. Um, she got a shirt on. Do you see you see more at the beach nowadays, dude? That's, that's true. That's true. But um, there's an F-bomb. Yeah, there is. Usually, you gotta be PG thirteen to and get an F bomb. Well, if you're PG thirteen, you're only allowed two. Two? There was one. Is it one? I think it's one because the Judge Volta in that stupid movie Be, be cool. cool 
at the opening scene. You know what I say about that? Of that. That's the only good part of the whole movie. That oh, him and the Rock and the everything Rock. the Rock does in that movie is amazing. <laughs> the Rock is the homosexual cowboy. He's the bodyguard. He is the uh, the music video. The hitman's laughing at him. Again. You got a red bat. You can't send a queer to get a bat. <laughs> It's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the movie sucks, except for the opening it's scene so and bad. The Rock. That movie's so bad. The Rock's monologue in that film. Oh, bring it on? Dude, it's, it's already been brought in. It's so funny, dude. So funny. But, uh, so this movie should have been PG-13. It should have been PG-13, and this is after Temple of Doom and Gremlins. PG-13 oh, did so it. they already put those it already standards existed, up there. But it was still kind of new. No one knew what to do with it. So she must have fought for the PG rating. This should not have been PG. Oh, Penny Marshall? Yeah. Yeah. There's no way there should have been a PG well, film. Well, the thing was, I think that they knew that they were going to get mass appeal because of the kids and then the adults. And you know what's crazy? I could see parents bringing their kids to see this in the 80s. No problem. No problem, dude. So, Well, the thing is, too, parents are going to love it. Kids are going to love it. It was probably a huge movie. It was a huge This movie catapulted was his, his career. Was his first real big movie? So, no, he had Splash, which was... That wasn't huge, It wasn't though. huge, but people, it, it, people saw it. Um, Bassett Party, not big. It was funny, though. Dragnet, which we love. Yeah. But not huge. Too bad Dan Aykroyd was amazing Dude. in that movie. And it, it, you know, that movie, I think Dragnet paved the way for the for the the way we treat redoing sitcoms as films. Because think about it. Dragnet was not like the TV show. It took a really serious not TV show. And it had a serious weirdness, but it was all comedic. Yeah. And now we have the Starsky and Hutch. We have, um, what else? They 21 do? Jump Street. 21 Jump Street. And then we have chips coming out, which are nothing it's like be the movie. Hilarious. Nothing like the show it comes from, though. It almost is like it just a... Using a property that exists in the world to have a fun comedy out of it. Yeah, that's pretty much what they're doing. And Dragnet, I think, started that whole thing. But so those movies aren't huge. This movie was so well reviewed and made so much money. Hanks was in it now. Hanks was all of a sudden, he was in what the is world. Eighty eight. Eighty eight. Yeah. I mean, after this, I think he has like maybe one small movie, and then he starts hitting and doesn't stop hitting for ten years, dude. Ten? How about now? Still, he's he's had some missteps, dude. Yeah, but they didn't. La- I mean, they made it last. They didn't, one hurt, they, they didn't hurt his career, but there was a while he had no bad movies, dude. Not a. He was hitting every ball was a home run, but bam, but bam, it's over the fence every bat. And he's then a, he's the first guy I can think of that can hold like a whole movie by himself for like oh, over an hour. It's the castaway test. Yeah, who can by himself hold a movie with no one else on screen? Can you think of one more right now? I can think of um, Will Smith and I'm just Legend. Say, Will Smith, I am Legend. Will he Smith holds the movie. He, he, he sells the movie. Um, there's other one. James Franco in 127 Hours holds the movie, dude. You, I, I'm telling you, you wouldn't believe it because Franco's kind of a goofball. That movie is something to behold, Tony. He's a real actor? He's a re- I didn't know it. I didn't know it. I haven't liked him in anything. Like, I've liked him, but as a stupid goofball. Like, we didn't like him in Spider Man, then? Spider Man. I, I liked him a little bit in one, but he's goofy in two and three. He's in three, he's a goober. Loses his memory, that big old smile he always has. Hey, Pete. Hey, Pete. It's dude, that, I hated Spider Man 3. It was bad, dude. But this, this movie brings Hanks into the world because Hanks, as an actor, is great in this film. Because he captures childhood so he well. He is a kid. Like the way, dude, there's a scene where he runs across the street like a kid. Like he runs like he's like not um, coordinated. He, 
Dude, how about when Lovitz is like, oh, it has its fringe benefit. Talking about working there. And he says, see that girl over there? If you just say hi to her, she's yours. She'll, uh, what does he say? She'll wrap her legs around you so tight, you'll be begging for mercy. And he's like, oh, I'll stay away from her then. And, Lovitz- and then they're at the party, and she says hi. And he just like looks at her and like walks away and doesn't say anything. There's a scene where he eats the, the beluga, the uh, whatever, the whale beluga. Oh, and he starts coughing, choking. That's how we were as kids, Yeah, dude. dude. He's like like rubbing the napkin on his tongue because he just wants it out of his taste buds. <laughs> yeah, as an adult, you choke that crap down. But as a kid, you don't give a rip, dude. As an adult, you just grab a stinking Victoria and, and just drink it down, dude. But uh, um, so... Big is it was a huge film in the eighties, and it's still around. It is still around now. We like to, we set up. So the, the, let's give a real quick synopsis of the film. How would you pitch this movie to, to a young kid? <laughs> I, I got it. I mean, honestly, I pitch it to the next, this one's a lot easier than last week's. A whole lot easier. All you tell someone is, listen, this is thirteen going on thirty from the eighties. That's all it is. Dang, dude, that's better than what I had. What do you have? Thirteen-year-old uh, gets laid, dude. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> By a 37-year-old. <laughs> I'm joking. Dude. This is called uh, Daddy's Boy. No, what's this? <laughs> what's it with uh, Adam Sandler? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? That is actually a really funny movie. I can't dude. believe you liked it. Did you watch it? I watched the opening scene of the courtroom. And you can't so- just watch just that. You should know from uh, Ridiculous Six. If you watch just the beginning of an Adam Sandler movie, you're gonna be out. You gotta <laughs> stick it out, dude. dude it's so stupid. <laughs> All the judges, everybody giving high five. It was so stupid, dude. Did you see what happens later on when he goes to meet her in jail? No. As an adult, it's Susan Sarandon. <laughs> <laughs> That movie's really funny, dude. But uh, Steakin, um, so, so what was your pitch? You have a little pitch or no? I was just gonna say, a kid, uh, just be careful what you wish for. It's, it's, it. it's one of those classic. You know, he, yep. he makes a wish, it comes true, and it's like the worst thing he's ever done, and it ends up being an adventure in New York City. I mean, it's like a really the the premise is it's actually creepy, dude. The stinking machines unplugged. Dude, it's like and that is it's, a creepy scene. It's real. Like it's magical, and I love they don't explain it. Like you gotta let magic be existence film sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there can't be that Voltex machine is scary though, dude. The machine. That's a real machine. No, it's not. I that that's not a real machine. I don't know. I hope not. I can't swear it really is. I, if I saw the machine in real life somewhere, I'd be like, oh shoot! I'd, I'd like literally not play with it. I'm like, I wish I was small, dude. Dang. <laughs> I wish I weighed 210 pounds. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I have the number in my head legit, dude. You're already ready to go see Zoltar. Was it Zoltar? Zoltan? <laughs> Zoltar. Zoltan. something. But, uh, okay. So, we like I wish to, I was Bruce Willis from Pulp Fiction. Oh, dude. <laughs> we'll, when we do Pulp, we'll deal with that. We'll yes. deal with that there. Um, <laughs> but, uh... Um, so what's the scene of this film? What scene in this movie encapsulates the heart of this film? And I think we have the same we agree in agreement again yes, this time. Do. Yes, we do. Um, it's the scene that that's it's the scene from. I mean, anytime you ever say big, you're going to think of this scene. It's the, if someone puts like, let's say Robert Loggia dies, the guy who plays McMillan, the boss. That old man dies. Going to show this scene in his. He's alive. No, I, he might be. I don't know. He's got to be way up there now. He's way up there. Well, let's say he passed away. This would, be the, this would be on his, like, in memoriam. He actually has some good jumps in that. Dude, so he... He was like... Okay, the scene is Hank's the Toy Store. F.E.O. Schwartz. 
and he's playing, and he's adult. He's running around, playing with kids, playing laser tag. Like a kid. Yeah. Just, it's, he was it's, hilarious. It's really funny, dude. And his boss, he, the, not the boss, the, the owner, owner of the company. The head honcho. Um, finds him and sneaking him. They're just walking, talking, and Hanks is kind of not smart because he's a kid. He doesn't yeah. know anything. And they run into a piano. And that sequence when they play, uh, they play um, dun, 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 they, what is that called? I, I I only know the chopsticks part. I don't know what the other one's called. It's like the first thing you learn in piano lessons. They, you know, that train just made that into a whole song. That stupid thing. Train. You know the song, the band Train. Play that song, the one that makes you dance all night long. It's it's a dun dun dun. Oh, it's that's bad, dude. I, it's what did you hear it? It's yes. in there like crazy. Yes. Um, that, shouldn't they get sued on that? No, it's it's a it's a, a open source. It's um not copyrighted anymore because so yeah, well, let's do it. It's an open source, fool. <laughs> but uh, this scene hangs with this old man walking, and they step into a piano. You step on and play with your feet. The funniest part is though, is Hank starts playing. Just playing because he's. And the old man is like, oh, let's go check this out over here. He's like, ah, you're being a spectacle right now. Right. I'm not liking this. And but in, t- in Hank's his mind, he doesn't see anybody around him. He's a little kid playing on a piano that you can step on. Which is fun. And so he's going, and so his enjoyment is so without fear. It's so childlike, it knocks Robert Loggia back to his childhood. He's like, Talk about his piano lessons as a kid, how he played he said, all the time. Yeah, piano lessons. He goes, Yep, three years. And he's like all excited. And he's like, Me too. Every day <laughs> after school. <laughs> and you can see him going back in time. As he comes up and they start doing it together, and then they go for it. They just they go look for at each it. other, and even the old man's like, Chopsticks, like, let's do this. It's seen as magical. Dude, as a kid, I wanted to find that piano. Never, ever saw it. Never seen it. I'm surprised that thing didn't get huge. Maybe it doesn't exist. Maybe they just, they just had it for the movie as a. They probably had it in New York. They have everything in New York. But it would probably cost huge money. And Big money, up. but that's what they have in New York. They're, they're I wonder cool. how many takes they did to get that sticky that thing right with their feet. Seriously, dude, how many? Because they're wrong jumping notes. across yeah. like massive amounts of like octave down eight keys. It's nuts. That is crazy. But uh, that scene is is the classic in the movie, and it captures the childlikeness of Hank's character. And now he comes into the adult world. And it's, well, the thing is too is everybody that he, that is around him goes back to their childhood. Like, she, dude, he brings her to the, the apartment. She starts jumping on the trampoline, having a blast, and starts laughing, having yeah. a good time. It's not about just getting drunk and being stupid. It's about being a person, enjoying someone else. Um, oh, okay, so. Before we go into a lot of stuff, Tom Hanks is one of the greatest actors we have. He's one of my favorite of all time. Um, there's a lot of guys I like, but Hanks might have more than anybody. Like, I, I give Oldman and I give Daniel Lewis as far as pure ability, the edge, but as far as body of work, Hanks beats any. I mean, maybe De Niro, but I don't even know. I think Hanks got more movies that I like thoroughly enjoy. He might literally have. Ten great films. Yeah. Like, movies that will last generations. Oh, yeah. That's unbelievable, dude. And you forget, like, I watched Apollo 13 the other day. I forgot how awesome that movie was. Dude, I was. can't tell you the last time I watched it, but I do, I can tell you this right now. I know there's a stellar cast. Dude, I'm telling you, you watch a movie, and you're like, this movie is solid and awesome. 
I remember one thing I remember about that movie is them uh, doing the drive-by. They they can't go to the moon. They just got to look at it. It's and that's their whole life's like purpose. The goal. That's the whole purpose in life, right there. Dang, dude. Paxton was in that, dude. I know, dude. He was with some heavy hitters, bro, in his career. Paxton, dude. He, we'll do. We're gonna do a Paxton um, tribute, maybe in the next few weeks here. Why not? I think that'd be awesome. It okay, be so sweet. we'll stop there. Um, now, let's do our Tom Hanks top three. I'll start us off, dude. Okay. Saving Private Ryan is I the, remember seeing it at the movies. I, I remember I remember I bought a cup of popcorn. I sat down with my girlfriend. I thought we're gonna watch it. I watched midnight showings, it's real late. And even though it's late, there's old guys in the theater, dude. There's a all bunch of old couples. It, like it was like a, it, it, it literally a, maybe it was ten o'clock showing. It was late showing. An opening scene with the old man at the cemetery, Arlington, right? It's the Arlington mm-hmm. Cemetery. And it fades to Normandy, the beach in Normandy. And I literally put my popcorn down and didn't touch it the rest of the movie. Because it's not a popcorn movie. It's not like, like some movies you're just like, I shoveled it in because it's just. Dude, I can't tell you any time Vin Diesel was ever better than he was in that movie. Vin Diesel was like, if you watch that movie, you think he's going to go somewhere and be awesome. You know, instead he becomes triple X. He thinks he's going to be the man. He becomes too fast, too furious, dude. Tokyo drifting, dude. Um, he wasn't even in that one. He came back for all the. <laughs> it's so know, dumb, dude. dude. Those movies. Oh. But that movie is the movie that all war movies are judged by. Before that movie, it was always Full Metal Jacket, and that movie dethroned Full Metal as the war movie of all time. I don't know. What about the uh, Platoon? That was a pretty big one. I think this one knocked over Platoon too. Well, no, I'm talking about before Saving Private Ryan. Well, okay, maybe Platoon is referred to a lot. But I always preferred Full Metal to Platoon. Yes, yeah, because the, the whole first half of the movie is boot camp, and it's the best Gomer thing Pyle, ever. Gomer Pyle, D'Onofrio, it's the rule of a life. We'll get to Full Metal Jacket someday. Now, that's for me. Favorite Ryan is stellar. I mean, Tom Hanks, that shake he has, dude, it's so natural, and it hurts me watching it. Just a leader trying to lead it's his so, men. He's so incredible in that movie that he is the captain, and all these stone-cold killers are terrified of him. And he has They're to, like, oh, even the captain's got a mother. Well, I'm even not the captain. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, dude. He and he when they they're ready talk to, about a leader. He they're ready to kill cool. each other, and he brings them all back. That's why that shake is so intense because he is so calm and cool in every battle scene. But he's but when he's carrying can, when he F- can think yes for a minute, and he's trying to look at that compass, and the whole team's looking at his hand like what's happening because he doesn't know what's he doesn't know what's happening. He yeah. doesn't know that he's putting so much. Stri- well, yeah. Anyways, then you have perdition. For me, it's a very personal film. Uh, it's Paul Newman, whom I love Paul Newman. Newman's a G. And Cool it, Hand is still one of the best movies ever. We'll do Cool Hand, Luke. We better. Um, but uh, Perdition, I, I watch it, and it's Tom Hanks loves Newman like a father, but he's not a son. And his son. And his son, sorry. Daniel Craig, the James Bond. He's sorry. I he's, forgot that was him. He's terrible, and the dad knows it. But it's still his blood. He's got to back his play. Man. And you watch. Hank discovers the son's awfulness. And Paul Newman, instead of dealing with his son's awfulness, puts Hank's down. Like he's got to put, he's gotta put puts his family, his down. family down. That's messed up. Oh, that's the one where he takes his kid on all the... Yes, on the run. And Law, Jude Law's an actor. That movie is rowdy. Jude Law. Oh, that movie's a... Am- that's a... 
a real in-depth movie. Dark like there's a film. lot of things happening. And how isn't Jude Law like a, he takes pictures of crime scenes and he gets to that one and that one dude's still alive and he just kills him so he can take his picture? I'm like, dang, dude. He, dude um, With his hair, dude. He's got the worst haircut ever. Oh, okay. And my number three is Castaway because that oh, movie, Castaway, I'm watching that. Dude, I remember watch, when he made fire and to watch his excitement over him making fire, it was like you felt him. You, you were I, so proud I, of I, him. I couldn't do it. Heck no. Because he's like us. He's a suburban, like urban. He's like a – What we have, we have a tool for everything we need. If we were in the woods, we because we don't we're not woods people, dude. I can't I can't even handle being uncomfortable, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I I sleep in a tent and I get just a little bit of sand on me, dude. It Niagara Falls, Frankie Angel. I can't but, handle I can't handle being hot. Cold. Trying to go to sleep, super cold. Waking up, like I see my breath, dude. Oh, <laughs> it's raining, dude. Oh. Castaway, and for me, the ending of that film, I was afraid I was gonna handle it, and it hurt me. But they had to do it that way. Yeah, but they also had to have homegirl. Leg- the yeah. wings. Yeah. She, it Saved his life. It was the first scene was the wings package being delivered. Mm-hmm. And then you see the husband cheating, but it delivered to him in uh, London or wherever, Russia. He's Russia. Yeah, it's Russia. And Hanks is there telling him how to do things. Man, Helen Hunt's great in that film. Yeah. But man, when he, wow, he lost so much weight for that role. It was, it well, was. You know, you do you remember when they made that movie, they filmed the first half of the movie. And then they took a year off. It was a year. No, they didn't. And and then I remember seeing and Hank and for that whole year, Hanks never shaved, got a haircut, and he just ran. And he he had a diet. He had I watched a whole making on it on the castaway. I'm blown away. And I seen I seen uh, footage of him. He was unrecognizable. He's like in New York running with like a hoodie on and stuff, and he's got his huge nasty beard. He like they that was real hair. Yeah, they stopped production for like a year, so that he could just. Be that guy. He looked incredible. Well, I mean, he looked sickly, but I mean, <laughs> he's thinking like the desert island diet, <laughs> dude. Eating so, a raw fish, dude. Oh, the crab, just a liquid. Okay. Oh, what's your top three, brother? For my Hanks? top three, number one is the Burbs. It is the funniest. Oh, rest, rest in peace, Princess Leia. She was the wife. She is the wife. And the friends would come over. Can he come out and play? And she's like, no. And they're like kicking rocks down the driveway like little kids. <laughs> like that little movie kids. is amazing, dude. And it twists Corey a few times. Corey awesome. Feldman, dude. dude. Oh, man. Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern is hilarious. I forgot that was Bruce Dern. Who's the uh, the goofy neighbor? What else is he in? I can't remember. I know who he is. I know he's the bad guy from Little Monsters. That's the only thing I can think of right now. Oh, my goodness. It's a good pull. <laughs> um, so you got the Burbs, which is a okay, great Burbs is for us. I mean, no particular order. I just yeah. love the Burbs. And my my favorite three changes always. So um, thinking about it right now, I got to say Forrest Gump. That was a life changer, dude. I mean, there were so many levels to that movie. That were, and it, it's... It's... it's it's incredible. Everybody. Dude, I, I can't tell you a better Gary Sinise role than Lieutenant Dan. He was he was amazing, dude. I remember watching that film. It was, what, 1996? 95? Is, is it that? I want to say 94, dude. I, 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 okay, 94. 
the scene when he's in the boat screaming at God, I was right there at that point in my life. I remember sitting up in the theater going, But you ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Dude. I know that. <laughs> Oh, dude, Bubba, what a be- good best. Okay, Bubba was the best. He was the Black Forest Gump. <laughs> yes, like he they was. were like they were each other, dude. They understood <laughs> each other. They were just two guys, man. I love that. How excited was he when Forrest said he'd be his partner? He was all oh, Forrest, all the shrimp you can eat. <laughs> He's like, we just live, we just live right on the boat. <laughs> like, dude, their plan. He had a real good plan. What's your third, dude? Uh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say Terminal. Krakoja. Just because it's you want to talk about layers to a movie, and but his performance is, I, for, for my history, I have to say that thing you do. I know, dude. It is. It's. He wrote it. He. I mean, he it's, is to this day his label. Dude, when he produces a movie. It says Playtone. Records. Really? People, if the movie, some movies you watch, it's, it's play, the, the you know the slides show up. He is the coolest manager I've ever seen. He's wonderful. He like, he's just a big time. Wherever they go, he's a big timer. How funny was that when they're uh, Captain Gage and the Shrimp Jack Shooters, and he's like, "Good news is, get to keep your uh, <laughs> wardrobe." <laughs> <laughs> they're playing nothing, dude. That. <laughs> Dude, that might We're being be invaded. That might be Steve Zahn's best movie Steve ever. Steve Zahn's role of a lifetime, dude. He's so funny. How funny was he in Ridiculous Six, dude? Dude, he just took out his only good eye. Oh, it's so terrible, dude. <laughs> um, Hanks has great films, so we're gonna stop right here and gonna go stuff in the middle here. Um, we're, we're gonna ask you, please give us a five star rating on the iTunes Podcast Store. Um, this helps us get in front of people. Take five, ten minutes of your time. Go on the iTunes, uh, iTunes. Go to iTunes. Leave a review, man. It helps us tremendously. It used to be when you typed in Red Realm on the podcast store, it literally would just be like ten podcasts with really? Red Realm in it. Yeah. Now we're number one. Nice. I want us to be in the top five when it comes to movies. Oh man, guys, help us get there. You, we spend we okay, we, we do this for free. You have absolute power, yeah. <laughs> we do this for no money. No, we give this as a gift to you in the world. We do this instead of napping after work, 50, 59 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I've been driving a truck all week long man, through terrible weather. Getting flipped off. People not know how to drive in Michigan after a, after a fake spring. Merging in, t- in front of me at 45 miles an hour, and I'm like, I'm fully loaded, man. Instead, uh, of, instead of going home and napping, Tony comes out here. Talking trash, but it's all good because we're going to the movies to get more material for a later podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, but we ask you, give us a review. Take you five minutes. And if you leave a five-star review, we will send you free swag in the mail. And I promise you we are going to make Red Rum swag in the next six months. We're, we're working on it. We, so if you help us out. If you're on Stitcher, leave a rating on Stitcher for us. That'd be great. Um, we want to let you know, too, right here in the middle of our podcast, we have a special month coming up. We're talking about what we're going to do for the Red Room Theater. Coming up in April. The month of April. Tony, you had a – where did it come from? You just had a stroke of brilliance. Why did we even talk about I don't know where it came from. You just oh, said – Oh, no, no. Okay. Um, good friend of mine named uh, Nate Cash – I call him Nate Dog. We talk movies all the time. And I think I was sitting on the toilet. <laughs> and we were texting. 
And he dropped the bomb that he'd never seen next of kin by Patrick Swayze. And I'm like, Patrick Swayze has amazing movies. And he's another actor that we lost too too soon. And um, me and Ernesto were talking about it, and I was at work on my Bluetooth trucking trucking along, and I'm like, we got to have a, a Patrick Swayze month, month of the Sways. The Sways. Every, every week we'll do a different Patrick Swayze movie. So April is going to be the month of the – it's going to be April month of the Sways. So we will announce what movies we're doing next week. But just so you know, coming up in April, it's the month of the Sways. It's going to be amazing. So get your Sways on. Man. Start, start getting your movies out of the out of the – look in the $5 Walmart bins, dude. Get your, your movie on because we are doing four Sways movies in the month of April. And I think Alex – is going to be mad at me because I don't think Dirty Dancing is going to make the cut. Uh, heck no. No, it's not. Nobody puts Alex in a corner, Ernesto. <laughs> okay? So, Alex, I'm giving the honorable mention now. It's a, it's, a, it's a good movie, but it ain't no point break. There's no big dog happening in, in the month of... Uh, and we're not... There's doing, no what? Is it big dog with the truck with Andy Travis? <laughs> is that the one? I thought you said there ain't no big dongs happening. I'm like... <laughs> Dang, he was in Boogie Nights. <laughs> so Black dog, fool. Oh, <laughs> ain't no big dongs in April, fool. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's pathetic. <laughs> oh, poor Bill Paxton. Oh, man, dude. Rest in peace, brother. Um, so it's coming up next month. Now, how did the movie Big raise us right? I'll tell you how. Dude, as a kid, we watched this. And we watch how much joy he brings into the world when he goes into he, it. Everybody around him. The, the boss starts in, like, remember that girl comes to the boss and she's trying to talk business? He goes, have a drink. Have a few drinks. It's a party. Stop talking. You don't want to talk about work. That's his whole life is work. And when, when uh, Hanks walks in, when Baskin walks in. Everybody starts laughing at and him. And the boss it. loves it. Loves it. He said, no, that's a suit. He, he's That's like, a tux. He's like, I want the same tux as everybody else here. We're, none of us are indistinguishable as men. You are hilarious. And you watch him just... I feel bad <laughs> for his is, secretary, though, because he's oh, like... He's, you know who she is? Yeah, it's, uh, is it the girl from... The uh, mom from that 70s show. And is it she, was she on Howard's Head, too, that TV show? What's that? Um, where the guy had four voices in his head. I've never seen that. Okay, before. sorry. It was on that 70s show, fools. Mom from that 70s show. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Remember when she was in the uh, frozen food section grabbing something and Fez thought it was somebody else and he slapped her butt? I even said It was so funny, dude. <laughs> Dang, dude, Fez. Uh, but, um. Oh, so, she gets beat down every day, dude. Um, the one, so, watch this movie made me think to myself, I want to keep. There's a scene where um, he's telling the girl he's a kid. She goes, we all have a kid inside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she's like, yeah, just yesterday I was a teenager with pigtails. And I, I somehow knew whatever happened in life, I wanted to keep that thing in me, that, like that, that, that childlike wonder. Yeah, but it's, it's a lot easier for men because we're kids for life, dude. We're, we're just big kids for the most part. It, it, it's getting more and more so. I think there was, I don't think it was always true, but I, don't, I was never alive back then. So, but I think it might be easier for us. But man, I knew that I wanted to have joy. I knew I wanted to, like, just trust people. I knew I wanted to be myself. Like, those things I knew I wanted to do. 
Dude, the other day when I was at your house and we watched Moana, I watched Moana for the first time. Just watching your kids watch that was like worth watching the movie. Just the innocence of, of being a kid. And you know what's crazy is, I, I, I don't know, I think you were too. We were late bloomers, bro. Like, we were late, we, we, we stayed, like, we were mama's boys. We stayed young for a while. In Flint, we'd go to school, it was awful. We'd come home though, and we'd, when it was just it was us. It playtime, wartime. It was, it was just. Us in the backyard playing, playing games, pretend. It was climbing cl- the roof, getting in trouble. It was great. It was amazing. Um, Saturdays, we go to the stinking park and play guns. Like it was just <laughs> being being able to. The only time we were allowed to be kids is when we were out running around. And we could be kids. Stinking. What's funny is there's things I do in my life now just to touch childhood. Like um, I read comic books, and I know it's lame as booty, dude. Um, Comics are sweet, though. I, I love them. But I remember I was driving down the road one day. I'm married. I hadn't read a comic book in 20 years. And I drive by a comic book store. I'm like, I'm a grown man with my own money. And we're pulling in there. I used to drive. Remember, you didn't get back into comics till way late? Way late. When we, when we left, when we left um, uh, the UP, I never read comics after that. I left, remember I left the whole clutch of comics behind that uh, closet. The white boxes. The white. I had a white box of comics. My mom was married to a guy up north. We uh, we left him in the middle of the day. He went to work. We left him. Uh, we like got out of that situation. And I left the comics, dude. I, I, I never forgot the. Some of those were yours. Yeah, the ones he gave me. And I, I would do, I would drive around. He gave you comics. He'd give me a few, but I'd, man, all he got me gave me was ass whoopings. <laughs> Dang, man. I'd go around and get bottles. And I'd go buy comics. I'd go collect the cans, ten cents a piece, and go to that little store. I'd go around and get bottles and go buy another pop. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I started. That's when we used to drink that Shasta, dude. <laughs> I read comics because it reminds me of being a little kid. I play. I don't play video games for like. I don't play new games. I want to get the Nintendo Mini because I want to start playing the original Nintendo again because that was the best. I only play. I don't play any new games. I only play the games I played when I was a kid. I'll play the new Mario because I, I love Mario. Mario. You play sticking Zelda all the time. Because Zelda's I had as a kid. It, too bad you were the only one that played Zelda. It was way too hard for me, dude. Zelda was hard, but I, I loved Mega Man. I loved Mario. Um, too bad Metroid was amazing. And I loved Metroid. So that's still so part of me, dude. It's still a part of me. So we wanted to keep the wonder of what happened in our lives. Double Dragon Fall. Dude, that was a great arcade game. Um, Remember when Ninja Turtles arcade game came out? That was the baddest game, dude. So awesome. Now, how this movie raises us wrong, and this is a tough one, because in this movie, yeah, this is a- in this movie, it makes adulthood look awful. Awful. It is awful. Like, wait, the girl, his girlfriend. She's a sad character, dude. She's a hoochie mama, dude. Dude, she like they, she slipped away up the corporate ladder. In her in her worldview, sex is something you use to move life up. She's used to being used by men. She, she I mean, she has the whole the line. The line she's practiced. She says, "What?" So like, oh, I'm so I'm, vulnerable. I'm feeling very vulnerable tonight. And he pay as he's out the sunroof. She's over here trying to throw trying herself to, at trying him. To throw her chonies at his feet. And he won't. And when she comes in and he doesn't take advantage of her, she doesn't, know what, she doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know what to do when that happens. Well, she doesn't want to jump on the trampoline. She wants to drink wine. She wants to have a drink and, and be more intimate. Oh, I don't like these parties. I like more intimate settings. She's, A.K.A. I like to throw the booty. 
<laughs> so that's what, what she was, dude. I know, but before he let her feel like a kid again, like you matter. Like, you're important. Yeah. You're more than a booty call. You're more like you're worth caring about and being care. It's, dude. But adulthood, John Lovitz in that movie hates life. He's the he worst. hates his life, dude. Makes his paycheck, complains about it. Been there five years, going nowhere. Um, John Hurd hates his life. Her boyfriend, this is the guy she's dating. He's like, he's a, a sniveling, Ugh. conniving booty kisser, and he's trying to like. I hustle, dude. He, everything he does is trying to leverage into that reality. Um, but uh. I watched it. And I'm like, I don't want to be that. No, I don't want to hate my job, hate my life. I don't. It's Peter Pan. I don't want to grow up. Dude, you know what's hilarious? Speaking of not growing up, we got um, at work. Uh, we all, we got all these memos in our boxes because all the drivers have these boxes where they get their paperwork in and stuff. And uh, um, it was a recap of the Christmas party. And this year, the Christmas party, the work Christmas party, we all went to the Holly Inn. And then they paid for us to go down and watch a couple stand-up comics. Oh, cool. And it was, it was, it was an awesome time. Um, but when we were all up at the tables upstairs, I, was, I had my table laughing, so I, including the boss, including all the – I had them laughing so hard that in the work memo, they were like, it was such a great time. The, the comedy shows were great. Little did we know we were going to have the opening act upstairs during <laughs> dinner. And I'm just like, dude, that's my MO, dude. I just sit and talk trash. Because being a grown-up sucks. But there's a, 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 a verb they use now. Love is a verb. Um, millennials say, uh, I'm too tired to adult today. Have you heard this? They use adult as a verb. I don't want to adult anymore. You've heard people say this? Yeah. For a while, I just didn't want to grow up so much, I didn't do anything to grow up. Like when, I, when I got married, I had no credit. I had not a dollar to my name. I didn't do anything to like get my life ready for life until I was like 25 and married. Like, Dang. Like, I, just, I didn't care. I, I had no credit. I paid everything in cash. I just wandered around having a good time. I didn't want to have commitments. I didn't want to have. I didn't want to have roots, dude. Because yeah. a lot of adulting is having roots. You didn't, want a, you didn't want any kind of paper trail. I didn't, dude. You look at all my yearbooks in um, elementary and high school. My, I know the pictures of any of them, dude. I'd skip picture day all the time because I didn't want to. My mom would be a CIA agent or something. I don't know. Jeez. I was pretty dramatic. Thought mom, you were gross point blank, dude. Mom hated it. She's like, "You were in the yearbook again." Um, but uh, mm-hmm. I never wanted to grow up, and man, it made me. I was really stupid for a long time. Man, I'm, I wish I could say I'm not still, dude. But uh. Now I, it's I have kids, I have a wife, and there's times I I'm tired. I don't want to do anything, but people like like same, like Tom Hanks or Fred Ryan, they're lead counting on you to come yeah. through. Like he has to put like, the shaky hand away to lead them into battle. And sometimes I feel like that was a family. I, 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 dude, when we were kids, you know what we did when there's pizza? You eat as fast as you can eat. Get the next slice. Hey, you better get the pepperoni full. Ain't nobody want no ham. <laughs> and that's how I was for my whole life. Even when I first got married, I'd go for the big slice for my wife, dude. Dang. Dude. No shame in this game. Now that I have kids. Yeah, I bought it, baby. <laughs> now that I have kids, I make sure they have enough. I'll make sure they eat first. If there's not enough left, I'll eat something else. Because it's not about me. It's weird. Like, growing up isn't Eve, isn't bad, but some people, it doesn't have to be as bad as it is in this movie. It doesn't have to be that bad. 
But man, I was afraid of it for a long time. Yeah, but we st- we still make life fun though. We do. You don't hate your job? Heck no. Like we. That's because I listen to Howard Stern all day. They're a bunch of stinking kids. But also, we found whatever. I, I worked all those. I worked car- cleaning carpets. I worked retail. I worked sales. I worked food industry. And you know what we did in all our jobs, dude? We made it fun. Dude, I'm telling you right now, my philosophy was if you are working with people that are cool, then the job's cool. But if you're working with a bunch of people that suck, be the cool guy at work. There that you makes go. everybody else cool. There you go. That, and I'm still that way, man. That's why I'm a truck driver. I got to be my, by myself, dude, because nobody else is cool as me. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, though. I'll hear, you'll be on Bluetooth and you'll go into a place to sign a paperwork. I hear you just... Being kind to people, just laughing with them. I, dude, I talk so much trash to people. I, dude, there was a guy, and I was in Grand Rapids picking up a load of recyclables, and this dude came up in his high-low. And he just came over, wasn't unloading me, wasn't loading me, wasn't nothing. He just, he just rolled up, and he goes, man, your truck says Flint. You from Flint? I'm like, heck yeah, man. And we, talk, we sat and talked trash about growing up in the hood, dude. And we, were, and we were both sitting there laughing. And he goes, oh, man, I got to go back, dude. It was great meeting you. And then he just rolled off. It was just, it was awesome, dude. I don't care how old we get. We're going to hate our life, but we do have to grow up. And, and, and I didn't want to for a long time. Even when I first got married, this is kind of, this, this, I hate saying this out loud. When I first got married, dude, I would invite my boy JR over all the time to play video games or to play board games. He's sorry, I didn't mug. like to be like, like, just me and this girl I married, what do I do? Like, like we just together all the time. And so I'd invite people like over all the time because I didn't know how to be with like I, I was a terrible roommate, dude. I was just a terrible roommate. Wow, you're making me want to put a ring on it, dude. <laughs> I'm like, man, you don't go, you don't go nowhere, dude. It's just a, dude, you understand in college, every roommate I ever had left me after one semester. I'm a terrible roommate, dude. I'm inconsiderate. Um, um, I'm just not a good. You're roommate. Jeremy Piven from PCU. I'm ch- go to sleep. <laughs> Sleep. And he's like, it was horrible. <laughs> Dude, I walked in. I walk in sometimes after after working, come, coming late from the city, turn on music. I make roommates sleep. I just turn on some music, sit down, you do my homework, dog, do the light on. I was a terrible roommate. Just completely. I'd borrow crap of theirs, not ask. He's like, Dude, you didn't borrow. You, you didn't ask. I'm like, Dude, we're roommates. It's cool. I was terrible. Dude, I always used to make a mistake with roommates where I'd say, uh, yeah, man, whatever I buy is ours. And then I'd go to stinking work or something, and I'd be like, well, I had a stinking, I had a two-liter in there. <laughs> Dude, but um, Big, it's a fun movie. It's not a kid's movie. It's not. Still made me laugh, though. I watched it and laughed the whole time because he's so... How sad was his first night in the city? Tony, that... And he's calling for his mom. That's, that was sad, dude. Dude, that's being a kid. When I first went to college and went to Chicago from, from Waterford, I came back in a, in a month. Like I came home for one night. I drove back. Right, and then I got a ride back, came home, and I had some dinner. And then mom's like, I was going to bed. My kids are like, is you okay? And I just hugged mom and cried. I remember her telling me about that. Because I just, it was hard, it's hard to grow up, man. I was, it was like, hard. you broke. <laughs> dude. And I'm glad she, my mom, and Mama just held me and just was my mama. She's a good mom though, man. She she's, she loves treating us like kids because we're we're still her babies, man. Forever. Um, and I, I can't do that every day, but I did that, I did that when I needed her that one that, a couple times. 
if a quarterback beats out to her, dude, that scene when he cries, it, it, it hurts me. It's so He's sad. a little kid. Yeah, he is. And we all got that and inside then, of us, and, dude. And being in New York, dude, that had to be terrifying. Dude, is that the scene where you turn the TV off? Yeah, that, too bad I've had that scene at home. <laughs> I live downtown Flint, dude. I'll be you watching turn- a movie, and you're hearing sirens. You turn the stinking TV off, and you're like, oh, that's out the front window. <laughs> Dang! I remember going to sleep one time, and I'm like, man, it's like sticking firecracker popsicles in the sticking window. So all you're seeing is white and red, or blue and I red I pulled up to get you today, there was cops pulling around the house on the street. I'm like, oh, well, that's happening. You're like, well, hopefully Tony's car's in the driveway. <laughs> dude, dude. But uh, the movie, it's, I watch, I laugh. There's some real heartfelt moments, man. Real heartfelt moments. Um, dude, Mercedes Rules as the mom does a great job. What else is she in? I can't remember. She used to be in lots of in the 80s. The Never name, big roles. She looks so familiar. But, dude, that's how a mom would be about her son, dude. He's gone. Oh, she's like, I'll spend the rest of my life making sure you pay. And he's like, She oh, was thanks. scared of him backing up. But when she realizes he says her son's she name, knife, yeah. she's like, I'm going to kill you. I'm like, oh, shoot, dude. Um, and, the, and the rap, of course, is awesome. I will put the link to the Tom Hanks doing the rap with those guys. He's still amazing. Tom Hanks is still the man. So big, awesome movie. Well, we'd love to see you on social media, guys. So you follow us at Twitter, um, at the Red Room, th- at Red Room Theater, or follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Red Rum Theater. Spelled the European spelling. Um, next week. Tray. Next week on the Red Room Theater. Okay, here's the thing about next week. <laughs> we, we always think about, okay, we want to do a comedy. Oh, let me get my go-to 80s and 90s favorite comedy, guys. How about we just get a movie where they're all in it? Steve Martin, Bill Murray, Rick Moranis, John, John Candy. Candy. Uh, Belushi's in it, uh, the, the brother that didn't Belushi die. Belushi is in it. He's in it. Like, the, uh, dude, it's insane. And did you notice, uh, you know the, um, the Soul Sisters that sing through the different scenes? <gasps> One of them's from Marvin, right? Both of them are from Martin. No, uh, Martin, yeah. Both of them are? Yeah, it's Gina and the other girl. No yes. way. Yes. Dude, dude, Yeah, dude. The, the Soul Sisters, man. Dude, okay, we're doing next week a Little Shop of Horrors. It's a musical, but it is awesome. How the crap? We'll talk about next week. I want to know how the crap that we come into our lives, how come we loved it so much? I don't know. We watched it all the time. It's, it's, it's like a... It's a science fiction type movie. I mean, it's crazy. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen, but we're doing that next week. Who plays the voice of the alien? I don't know, but it's awesome. We'll do that all next week. So, as always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next week at the Red Room Theater. Never before